It was at this moment that he knew. Damn, son, where'd you find this? So just do it! Make your dreams come true! Just do it! You are now listening to the world's most popular, inaccurate, and sometimes squirrel retelling of pop culture history. It's Podcast 42 on the Podfix Network. Give the name. Uh, what is the name I don't know. I've heard so much of the soundtrack it's this like, week. But the napkin didn't go flying. It was just papers hitting going boom. When Def Leppard released Hysteria, that album, I listened to that album 142 times in a week. And then I never listened to it again. <coughs> and that's right now how I am with the Hamilton soundtrack. As much as I love it, I've done so much research on it that it needs to go away. That's, I did research on it too. That's about the whole I drive here. <laughs> I stole Tara's iPod that had it on there and I was like, well, I didn't really steal it. I asked her to borrow it. I'm like, can I borrow your iPod? And then she calls me today and goes, do you still have my iPod? Because I want to go for a run. I go, well, hey, baby, guess what? You're running musicless. You go. <laughs> It's in my car, and you're going to get done running, and you're going to be like, what did I miss? (laughs) What did I miss? I need music to get me through this last mile of little bit. That's right. Megan just kept saying, Mommy, he said good luck. (laughs) Good luck. Good luck. Because all I kept listening to was King George's song. Oh. (laughs) That's okay. Jocelyn knows that she can say, Alexa, play the Hamilton soundtrack. So it plays 24-7 in our house. (laughs) Do you have other soundtracks just so I can mess with her? Um, I have Amazon Music. Yeah, we have Amazon Music. You can pretty much get... Yes, you can listen to Dear Evan Hansen. Yes. Speaking of Dear Evan Hansen, (laughs) this is our Dear Evan Hansen show. No, this is our Hamilton show and it's time for Podcast 42. I'm Christopher DeVos. I'm Sabrina Pierre. J.L. Trost. And my name is Laura, and the place to be, two pints of Sam Adams, but I'm working on three. And that is true. I've been drinking Sam Adams all day. You should make that your opening from now on. (laughs) (laughs) Every show, that's your opening. No, that's my Hamilton opening. Oh, you're going to, are you going to modify it for all shows now? Wow. That's my, that was good. I was just like, wow, that's better than Laura. Hi. Hi. <laughs> that's, but that's me. Anyways, but that was my Hamilton opening. I've been waiting to do it all day. Well played. That was really And good. I have been drinking Sam Adams all day just so that I could be working on my third pint. So <laughs> <laughs> you could be honest while saying you, it? Yes. You know although, you're, you're drinking 12 ounces, so you really only need to have like three or four. Right. Although my friend told me that I do not have to be a method actor, that I can say whatever. <laughs> and I said, no, I have to commit to it. Thank you. Yes. I agree with that. Yeah. So I okay. go full method here every time. That's why there's always a cooler right next to me. I go full <laughs> method too. Man. <laughs> method man. <laughs> well, before we get into Hamilton, um, let's get into JL's beer cooler. JL. It's Which is not a beer this week. No, it's JL's wine. 
cooler. <laughs> We're going back to the 80s. Yeah. We got Zima. And Skittles. <laughs> Jolly Ranchers. I prefer no. Smirnoff. No, no. Oh, oh, no, I want Bartles and James. I don't know that They one. had the best commercials. There's two old guys talking about their wine cooler. That's before. I could settle for some Boone's Farm. <laughs> <laughs> That's why Sabrina's no. the classy one of the group. That's right. <laughs> We're going to wine it up today. What is this? We got a nice Zinfandel from the Federalist Vineyard that was aged in bourbon barrels for six months. And yeah, I like bourbon. Who's on the label? I don't know. Who is it? The guy from the $10 bill, y'all. The $10 founding father. I think his name is Alexander Hamilton. Yes, Alexander Hamilton. My name is is Alexander Alexander Hamilton. Hamilton. Did you know there's a million things he hasn't done? But just you wait. Just you wait. Why did we write a script? (laughs) (laughs) Because we're not doing the play. We have been told a million times. Yes, my daughter. (laughs) Contrary to what Jocelyn wanted. Yes, my daughter was excited when I told her the next subject was Hamilton. And she's like, oh, I want to sit in for that. I'm like, honey, we're not going to recreate the play. And she's like, I'm not sitting in for that. And she's not here. (laughs) She just found out because she actually just left five minutes before we started this. Yes. She's like, screw that, you all. So, are we going to rate this like the same way we always do, one to six? Um, Are we going to rate it like we did the Johnny Walker? Well, wine comes in. (laughs) That was real good. (laughs) I can drink this bottle, yes. Yes. (laughs) I believe wine comes in cases of 12. No, we can rate it one through six. All right, good, good, good. Oh, wait, I haven't smelled it yet. Smells really good. Yeah, right now it's going to get a good rating. Yeah. You're I, spoiler alert. <laughs> I was a little worried when I saw Zinfandel. I'm like, that's not one of my favorites, but we're trying it because he's on the bottle. Yeah. Well, it's not a white Zin, so I think you're safe. Yeah. If it was, you'd be drinking it with zin. a straw. That's right, because I'm classy. If it was a white Zin, we'd all be little old ladies. From Polk mm. County. Don't you know that's the demographic <laughs> audience that they go for for Hamilton? Mm-hmm. <laughs> little old ladies. But right Polk now, County. it is <laughs> pop quiz time. Ooh. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, so get out your pens and JL's your gonna win this one. No, I'm not. Oh. Get out your scented erasers. Hey, my pen matches my microphone. Get out your compact. Uh, compact. I took my pen from work, which has nothing to do with writing, but it <laughs> adds more makeup to your faces. I was trying to go for a compass, but I, I went for compact instead. This pop <laughs> quiz is called How Did Miranda Write the Hamilton Musical? He wrote it manually <laughs> I combined a dad joke with a musical <laughs> or what advice does Aaron Burr have for marathoners oh, God. talk less mile more this is I like that one <laughs> I like that one I'm gonna use that at the next race I go to I'm gonna be like you know like Aaron Burr once said talk less mile more that is yours that is yours from now on. You can own that one. Five general knowledge facts on Hamilton, the musical, in order of the easiest to the hardest to test your knowledge. Score one point for each correct answer. Question number one. In the song, Alexander Hamilton. How many things does Alexander say he hasn't done yet? Didn't I just say it? <laughs> mm-hmm. No, I wasn't listening. <laughs> This is supposed to be the easiest one. Tara's going to kill you. You know this, right? <laughs> I don't care. Sing the song in your head. Tara, I'd like to watch you kill JL, please. <laughs> I thought Tara was going to kill JL Wednesday night. <laughs> uh, don't, don't, don't. I said that to her. She got mad at me. Okay. I'll edit that out. 
<laughs> it's gone. It never happens. I'm not going to edit that out. Question number two. <laughs> In Helpless, Eliza says that one week after meeting Alexander, they're writing nightly letters. How many weeks after that does Alexander propose? Now remember, here's a hint. In their time, everyone only lived to like 17 years old, so we, everything's got to be quick. That's not true. We learned that Alexander was older than 17 Oh, how old was he? 20. And Eliza lived to like... He was 90. an old man. Yeah, she was 97 when she died. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yes. 50 years after Hamilton died. And how old did Peggy make it to? We don't know because nobody knows what happened to Peggy. <laughs> the end of the first she act. <laughs> yeah. I mean, after that, she became... What was it? What was her name? That Mariah Reynolds. Mariah Reynolds. Uh, yes. Mar- Mariah Carey. Mariah Carey, Yes. <laughs> So Peggy has a ton of hits that nobody can name? <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, it's All I Want for Christmas, right? And um, Always Be Your Baby. Yes. Oh, yeah, that's right. Which are both about Alexander Hamilton. I debated, <laughs> <laughs> I debated putting Mariah Carey into the script just for because of that little joke and I had to look up her songs. I'm like, I don't, I don't recognize any of these songs except for the Christmas song. <laughs> I'm not working Christmas song into Hamilton. <laughs> Maybe we should do a Mariah Carey episode just to learn about. Oh her. yeah, that'd be nice it'll to be learn that, about it'll be this coming year's Christmas special. <laughs> I do know she was once married to the host of America's Got Talent, Nick Cannon. Yes, yes. thank you. Oh, I was gonna say Nicolas Cage. <laughs> she was only married to his turban. She wasn't married to him directly. He didn't wear a turban in America's Got Talent. He didn't start wearing no. the turban since Voldemort went on the back of his head. <laughs> and that was during Mask Singer. So. <laughs> Question number three. In non-stop, Alexander asks Aaron for help with what documents? Hint, it's not the farmer, Farmer's Almanac. Hint, it's not the Robert Mollier report. I can't talk. Maybe you should have been drinking Sam Adams all day. Yeah. It's two-year-old Sam Adams. It's not. It's a year old. Not even. It's not October. <laughs> Question number four. Who is Theodosia in Aaron Burns' song? Dear Theodosia, who is this person that he's singing about? Hint, it's not Mariah Carey. Another hint, it's no one related to Mariah Carey. (laughs) Um, Do you know that? Have you done the ancestry line? Hint, it's Nick Cannon's uh, turban. (laughs) That's the answer. And question number five. You're going to love it. (laughs) What is the seventh dual commandment? The seventh? Oh, <laughs> oh God. Oh. One, two, three, four, five. Dual commandments. I'm just going with this one. If you're close, you get a point. <laughs> you really did listen to all these songs way too much. <laughs> I did. We will continue to listen to. I need to find... Uh, Headphones? No, the daughter, a new musical to listen to. <laughs> Has she tried Dear Evan Hansen? We tried to listen to that soundtrack the other night, and I was like, <laughs> I think it's one of those you have to definitely see. That's what JL said. He said it's much better mm-hmm. seeing it. I feel like that's most of them. I couldn't appreciate the second act of Hamilton until I saw it. And now there's quite a few songs in it that I, I really do enjoy. I don't know. I listened to the Hamilton's. I haven't seen the play, but I've listened to the Hamilton soundtrack many times. I think the Hairspray soundtrack you don't have to see. 
Um, there's many that you don't have to see to really appreciate them. But I, I no. think once you do see them, it does add a heightened appreciation for the music. Mm. Mm. Mean Girls. Avenue Q, you don't have to see. True. Mean Girls. Like, if you're familiar with the, the movie, then. I like you're the movie. Set on the, I was just saying earlier that the Mean Girls soundtrack hasn't impressed me yet. Oh, I love it. But I love the movie. Ooh. I just haven't been impressed. But I think once we go see it on Wednesday wearing pink. I will definitely enjoy it a lot more. All right. Yeah. Well, you know what will impress you? The answers to this <laughs> quiz. Question number one. In the song Alexander Hamilton, how many things does Alexander say he hasn't done yet, JL? A million. Oh, you did know it. You were pulling our leg. No, I didn't. I actually just guessed a number. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Ladies, did you have the same? Hand. Yes, I had yes. a million. Question number two. In Helpless, Eliza says that one week after meeting Alexander, they're writing nightly letters. How many weeks after that does Alexander propose, Laura? Two weeks. Sabrina? I said three weeks. J.O.? Nine. Nine weeks? <laughs> wow. <laughs> they only live to 17 years old. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Correct answer is two weeks. Two weeks. Question number three. In nonstop, Alexander asks Aaron for help with what documents, J.O.? Bill of Rights. Sabrina. I said the Federalist Papers. Laura. It's the Federalist Papers. It is the Federalist Papers. Fun fact, that was one of my husband's questions on his uh, test to become a citizen. Oh, yeah? And he knew it because I was like, this is like from the song. He took the test that recently? Yeah. Uh, Like a couple of years. Yeah, he's been a citizen now for two years. Pop quiz question for you. What year did Hamilton debut on Broadway? That would be 1988. <laughs> it, original cast was John Cusack <laughs> and Anthony Michael Hall. <laughs> Quit drinking as he's saying things. <laughs> Seriously. That's incorrect. Uh, I believe that is Did you know Judd Nelson was the one who played Burr first? <laughs> <laughs> and it was directed by Cameron Crowe. Question number four. Who is Theodosia, who is Theodosia in Aaron Burns' song, Dear Theodosia? Sabrina. Daughter. JL. Ah, crap, that's right. <laughs> what did you write, JL? I, I put down that it's the woman that he was seeing that eventually becomes his wife. Laura. I put his daughter. Actually, ladies, you're correct, and JL, you're correct. He married his daughter eventually. <laughs> oh, it's a game of It was the South. <laughs> he wasn't from the South. That's Jefferson. Correct answer Worked is his daughter. And <laughs> question number five. What is the seventh dual commandment, Laura? I put, um, get your guns and doctor on hand. Sabrina. I put, no need for further action. JL. I said aim to the sky. Nope, nobody's close. (laughs) Confess your sins, ready for the moment of adrenaline when you finally face your opponent. Oh, the number six must be your guns and getting the doctor. I don't know. I randomly picked a number and then looked up the lyric. For you. <laughs> I don't know the words to any of the songs. Really? Really? That's not, not true. true. You know Jefferson. I bet you could. I bet you could rap the bottom half of the second act right here. If nope. We asked you to. Nope. All right. Sources for this script. But I can do every single Kiss show I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> Hamilton: The Revolution by Lin Manuel Miranda and Jeremy McCarter. Hamilton's America from PBS Broadcasting. The Hamilton Sirius XM Town Hall and CNBC.com 
and VH1's Behind the Music featuring Weird Al Yankovic. <laughs> Weird actually, Al has a lot of depth to like everything. He does. He's everywhere. He's everywhere you want and everywhere you need. He also he uh, did a he Hamilton did a, yeah, polka. polka. Yeah, it was pretty good. Oh uh, no, mine was Dual Commandment number four. Um, what was mine? Was that even a thing? What was yours? I just said no need for further action. Wouldn't that be like the last one? Or no. No, that's when they make up. That's like number two or something if you decide. Hmm. Well, no, it's, no, number four. No. Okay, that was mine, number four. Number three was most is when you try to. So then that. No, number two is when you try to negotiate peace. Either way, I got it wrong. Yes. <laughs> right I'm now, okay with that. I at least had a commandment. <laughs> uh, thou shalt not kill their father or their mother. <laughs> no. no. I had a dual commandment. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. 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 But yeah. right now, let's travel to Lynn Manuel's bedroom. Okay. Yeah. Psst. Psst. Hey. Hey. Lynn. Lynn Manuel. Wake up. Hey. Hey. <laughs> My my yes, Milana and Mary Poppins. I would love to see you wrestle naked. Hey, yeah. sir, wake up. <laughs> wake up! Huh? What? Hey, who are you? Why are you in my bedroom? Oh, come on. You know who I am. Look at me. It's the middle of the night. I'm calling the police. Where's my Galaxy Note 13? Oh, come now, Lin-Manuel Miranda. You're overreacting, sir. Look at me. Sir, look at my long coat. Look at my hair. Look at my kick-ass boots. You know me. You played me. Oh, my God. It's you. It's me. Phil Hartman. What? But you're dead. <laughs> and why are you dressed like Ben Franklin? <laughs> no, sir. It's me, Alexander Hamilton. My name is Alexander Hamilton. But you're dead, too. How? What? Why? Why are you here? Well, Linny. Don't call me that. It's Lynn. I can see fame has gone to your head, sir. Well, Lynn, I, or rather, we need your help. Why, you bastard, son of a whore, and a Scotsman. Fame has not gone to my head. I'm pretty down to earth for a triple threat. Now, if you want my help, you need to be nice. Sir? Sir. Sorry, sir. Okay, so how can I help? What do you need from me? Well, first off, hell of a musical about me you wrote, sir. Hell of a musical. Thank you. I was inspired by the Ron Chernow biography on you. You see, I was on my way to Mexico, and at the airport, I wanted to pick up the biggest, fattest, most boring book I could turn a page to and find, uh, you know, to help me fall asleep on the flight. I have trouble falling asleep on planes. But guess what? It was fascinating. I saw a lot of my life and my father's life in your story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great, Linny. Lynn! Cherno's book was great. It had all the details of your life. Like, did you smoke a pipe? What did you do with your hands? Who was your favorite colonial boy band? My favorite boy band was Boys to Minutemen. Boys to Minutemen. ABC. BBD. Lin-Manuel, sir, that's great and all, but I really need your help, sir. 
It's really important. You see, in heaven, we put on this great production of the show you wrote. It's number one in production in heaven, on Mount Olympus, in Nirvana, and Jhana, and number one in Vishnu's Palace Theater in West Virginia. We are, sadly, however, only number three production in hell, right behind Cats and Biodome the Musical. That's great. Sorry about Hell's readings. Yeah, what can you do? Sometimes the world just gets turned upside down, you know. But anyway, guess who plays Hamilton in our production? Well, I would assume you. That's right, sir. And guess who we got to play George Washington? I would assume George Washington. Yes, you are good, sir. And Aaron Burr plays Aaron Burr. I'm getting it, but what do you need my help with? Actually, sir, we got Tupac Shakur to play Burr. Biggie is the understudy. The real Aaron Burr can't rap to save his life, even though he took mine. I play the damn fool that shot him! But who shot me? No one knows, Tupac. <laughs> anyway, sir, we need your help. No one can find Peggy. Work, work, Angelica. Work, work, Eliza. Did you hear that big blink nothing? It doesn't work without Peggy. No Peggy. Let's try it again. Yes, let's try it again. Maybe she'll come running. No, you really don't have to. Work, work, Angelica. Work, work, Eliza. (sighs) She didn't come. No, she didn't come. It's not working. I get it. I get it. When did Peggy disappear? Act two. We don't know. Right before the show? Yes, before the show. Help us. Work, work, Eliza. Okay, stop. We don't need to do that again. Listen, I don't know if I can help you. I mean, I'll try. Oh, you'll try. Yes, you will. But will you succeed? I don't think you will. You say the price of my love's not a price that you're willing to pay. Just like Peggy did. And when push comes to shove. I just pushed and then I shoved her off a bridge. Da 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 Wait, what? That was just King George, sir. The real King George. Just ignore him, sir. His sentences border on senseless. But didn't he just say something about Peggy making him mad, pushing her off a bridge or something? I didn't hear that. I didn't hear that either. We didn't hear that. Where's Peggy? Yes, where is Peggy? Sir, maybe if we knew what inspired Hamilton, sir, that might help us find Peggy. Yes, find Peggy. We must find our sister. Okay, but I don't see how that will help. Tell you what, sir, you'll tell the story of tonight. Go get us another round. Another round? Oh, okay. But I only have gin and tonic in the fridge. Gin and tonic? We like gin and tonic. Peggy like gin and tonic. Poor Peggy. Poor Peggy. Well, let's see. Originally, Hamilton was just going to be a mixtape. Oh, I like mixtapes. So did Peggy. Yes, Peggy loves mixtapes. I remember I was working on my other Broadway production called In the Heights. I'm sure all of you have heard about it. Yeah? Yeah? Good. Mm. It was about three days in the life of a street block in Washington Heights, New York. That's where I grew up. Well, I've never heard of it. I never heard of it either. You know who might have heard of it? Peggy. Yes, Peggy. 
And that's why I gave her the biggest part. Well, she had a lot of free time to read. During Act 2. <laughs> so, my friend Alex Lecamore and I developed the Hamilton mixtape into several songs, and we got a showcase for it at New York Stage and Film. I once got stuck in a showcase. I remember that. Peggy. Peggy. Moving on. Hello. Are you... Are you Michelle Obama? Yes. Yes, I am Michelle Obama. Um, um, yes. My Michelle is so beautiful. Um, yes. She is. She's the best um, first lady ever, <laughs> don't you think? Um, right? Mr. President, good to see you again. We invite it, Lynn, White House's evening of poetry, music, and the spoken words before music from In the Heights. That's right. Um, I loved In the Heights... Um, almost as much as I love um, The Big Bang Theory. I performed the opening number from the Hamilton mixtape, which is actually the first song from the Hamilton musical. I watched the video of that performance, sir. It was everywhere, sir. We watched it, too. It was a revelation. All of us. And Peggy watched it. Peggy watched it twice. I'm getting bored as we talk. Peggy took a very big drop. Oceans rise, empires fall. Hopefully, Peggy can swim through it all. Da 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 I really think King George nailed that there and is telling us he pushed Peggy into the ocean. Weird, sir. I didn't get that at all, sir. Please continue. Well, a couple of years later, Lincoln Center asked me to put on an American Songbook concert. I took some hits from some of my favorite rappers, Tupac, Biggie, Biz Marquis, and called it the DNA of my brain, and also all the Hamilton songs I had written so far. Why did you make Hamilton hip-hop, sir? I always wondered that. Because as I was reading the biography, it screamed rap musical to me. You see, there was so much information that only rap was able to get it all in. Hamilton, or rather you, lived fast. The fastest, sir. You rode fast and hustled your ass off. My donkey did die early because I worked it too hard, sir. What? Never mind. Anyway, that's what rap is. Hard work and hustle. That's clever, sir. Bismarcky is underrated. Peggy loved Bismarcky. So then Hamilton made it to Broadway, sir. Let's all take a shot and celebrate. Well, no, hold on. Don't take that shot yet. Oh, don't worry. I'm not going to throw away my shot. The Hamilton mixtape kind of got shelved for a few years. What? How could you? Peggy. Peggy. I got busy. <laughs> Let's see. No, 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 Lynn. <laughs> you were that completely different. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I did. You got creepy. <laughs> yeah, I did. I did. It's always an underlying theme. Let's see. I wrote the score to the stage adaptation of Bring It On. I did a Spanish translation for the Sharks lyrics for a revival of West Side Story. I binged Mad Men. And I wrote some rap for Neil Patrick Harris. Doogie Hauser? I love Doogie Hauser. What? No mention of Peggy? Well, Peggy thought Doogie Hauser was meh. Total meh. So then I performed my shot at a benefit at the Ars Nova Theater. I was going to perform a song called 
baked to a crisp about pot use, but I changed my mind. My shot was not easy to write or perform. I remember, sir. You were there? No, I was just giving you a break in the dialogue. Thank you. So, this was really the first time I performed it. I had a friend beatboxing for me, and I got in the song too fast and messed it up. Yes, sir. But you started it over, sir, and nailed it. Tommy Kale was there. He directed In the Heights and eventually Hamilton. At this point, I had been talking to him about the project for three years. I was there, all right. I said we needed to do this thing. Let's take six months and do nothing but write. If we set a deadline, but then pretend that the deadline was tomorrow instead of six months from now, then we could concentrate on getting it down. So that's what we did. We wrote like we were running out of time. I figured if we talked less and smiled more, we would buckle down and get the writing done. Did I mention when Peggy fell? She landed on a garbage barge. She's still out there floating in the sea while you idiots are talking to me. Good luck. I think we're getting closer to finding Peggy. Yes, Peggy. The clues are in the making of Hamilton. The clues are in King George's song. No, that's not it. No, definitely not. I'm getting scrappy and hungry. Do you have anything to eat? No, just the gin and tonic. Sorry, I didn't think ghosts ate. We don't, sir, but it was a chance to throw in a lyric. Ah, gotcha. Well, as we dive more into your life, we discovered that the founding fathers tended to be country boys. (laughs) Washington, Jefferson, Adams, Larry. Larry, sir? Well, he wasn't a founding father per se. He was their cable guy. But you, Alexander, loved the city. That's what made you different from them. I called New York my home, sir. And so did I. We share that New York trait of being opinionated, hyperverbal, and always on the go. We also share that immigrant trait through my father of being hardworking, ambitious, and desperate to prove ourselves. Immigrants, we get the job done. Yes, sir. In West Indies, born and raised. On the playground is where I spent most of my days, <laughs> chilling out, maxing, relaxing, all cool, and all the shooting some b-ball outside of school, when a couple of guys who were up to no good started making trouble in my neighborhood. Stop. Don't ever do that again. Anyway... It's my understanding that John Adams hated New York. Yes, I did. Everyone talked so loud. <clears throat> when? Hmm. I see. And... And fast. I put the place squarely in New York. Your New York, Mr. Hamilton, is roughly the same as our New York. Hold on, sir. We didn't have a Patsy's Pizza back then. I didn't say it mirrored each other exactly. Of course, there have been some changes, but for the play... 
that posed some challenges. The audience was not going to be whisked away in some faraway historical land. No, they were going to be staying right here, right here, right there in New York. That's right, because history was happening in Manhattan. It's the greatest city in the world. The greatest city in the world. Look around. Look around. <laughs> Look around. <laughs> Peggy did. Poor Peggy. Peggy looked around too much. She likes sex Fifth Avenue. They have a good cosmetics counter. Hmm. Peggy. Peggy. That's why she ended up in the garbage barge. <laughs> <laughs> we brought on David Corns as the production designer. He had a long string of Broadway credits, and he worked with Kanye West. George W. Washington doesn't care about black people. Hey, I'm his right-hand man, sir. I will not have you speak ill will of Mr. Washington, Mr. Pablo Yeezy Yeezus. Here comes the general. Don't I'm do a it. General. The moment you've been waiting for. Stop. The pride of Mount Vernon. Oh, no. We're outgunned. What? Outmanned. What? Outnumbered, outplanned. Boom. Kanye Hamilton, please. Sorry. It's like starting a knock-knock joke and not completing it. So, as I was saying, the Schuyler sister piece was important because it introduced us to this version of New York and let us glimpse into how this nation was being built. The way that song is presented on stage, it looks like they are... What's the term, sir? Oh, yes. Clubbing, which I don't understand because no clubs are ever used on anyone. Look around. Look around at how lucky we are to be alive right now. Except for Peggy. Probably. Peggy. Peggy. Peggy will be there. (laughs) As we premiered the musical off-Broadway at the Public Theater with the supervision of Oscar Eustace. I hear you. Sir, my production is under the supervision of Oscar Wilde. We started previews in January of 2015 and officially opened in February. The show got extended twice. And Roger, no, Ron, Ron. That's not as he goes by Roger. (laughs) Ron Chernow served as a historical consultant. When he's filling Randy, he goes by Roger. (laughs) Oh, I forgot his name's Ron Roger. (laughs) Knock it off, guys. None of this is actually helping. Peggy is still missing. She's hopeless. She's down for the count. I'm so mad and worried. I'm drowning in my feelings of sorrow. Hopefully soon. Here's to our reunion. Yes, reunion. Reunion with Peggy. Peggy, yes, a reunion with Peggy once we find her. If we find her. If. I needed more gin and tonic. It's <laughs> <laughs> taking a lot out of me. <laughs> well, to be fair, I did mention about 40 minutes ago that I didn't think reliving how this production got to Broadway was going to help. Listen, you twits. I pushed her off a bridge into the ocean. She is alive and floating on the on a garbage barge, somewhere in the Pacific. Let's keep going, sir. I think we almost have this mystery solved. Yes, keep going. Keep going. Awesome. Wow. We went to Broadway next and premiered at the Richard Rogers Theater, opening on August 6th of 2015. The Richard Rogers Theater also housed In the Heights. Yes. Currently, Hamilton is in Chicago on a two-year run and touring the U.S. in select cities. Hmm. 
That didn't really help, sir. Well, since I have Washington on my side, I say we duel. What? <laughs> what are you talking about? You did not help us find Peggy, sir. Now we duel. Um, no one duels in 2019. <laughs> and didn't you learn your lesson from the last time you dueled? I don't remember the outcome, sir. You died. We must go over the dual commandments. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. It's the ten dual commandments. Number one, the challenge. Demand satisfaction. If they apologize, no need for further action. No, no, stop. <laughs> we are definitely not tooling. I got a lot of things coming up. I'm working on Tick, Tick, Boom about rent playwright Jonathan Larson. And I'm doing the music for the live-action Little Mermaid film and the live-action Stitch film. I say we duel, sir. Just to stop the Disney live-action remakes, sir. And in my opinion, CGI is not live-action. Okay, regardless, we are not dueling. I say duel. Everybody... I love you guys. Oh, sorry. Seriously. <laughs> you guys are a hoot. Listen, here is what I'm going to do first. First, I am once again going to tell you that Peggy is floating out in the middle of the ocean on a garbage barge. No need to thank me. That's what kings do. Second, let me get on Amazon Prime here and order you to a fully armed battalion just because I love you. Forever. And ever. And ever and ever and ever. Wait. Ever. Wait. Ever. (laughs) Wait. And ever. Wait. Wait. Angelica. Peggy is alive? Alive? In the ocean? On a barge? Good lord, yes. Wait, wait, wait. How will we find her? How? Oh, I don't know. Google Earth, perhaps? Yes. Yes. Sister, let us be off. Peggy, we are coming. Come, sister. Peggy, we are on our way. On our way. And there they go. Hey, just got home. What did I miss? You, sir. Almost missed myself and Lin-Manuel in an unexpected duel. Oh, sounds good. If you excuse me now, I'm going to go make out with Virginia. <laughs> Don't you hit me first. <laughs> <laughs> I, I knew what was that. coming. <laughs> I can do that again, you know. <laughs> Listen, even though it was my vision initially, the show was brought to life by many people. Thomas Kale directed it. Andy Black and Blue. Black and Blue. Andy Black and Blue. That's what I'm going to call him. It's Andy Blankenbuehler, who I called Andy Black and Blue, (laughs) choreographed it, and it was musically directed by Alex Lackamore. They worked worked with me on In the Heights. We jokingly called ourselves The Cabinet. You know how Andy liked his steaks? Black and Blue. (laughs) Raw in the middle and charred on the outside. Well, I am truly grateful I thought being on the $10 bill was a great honor until this happened. Also, thank you for painting me in a better picture than history did. Well, you know, it's a play for entertainment. Some liberties were taken, 
Also, we had to shorten a few things due to time constraints. I get it. I wrote a lot of pamphlets when I was alive. It's kind of my bag. I'm sure you still have great pamphlet writers today. Um, sure. They mostly work for dentists and doctors now. I was just reading this great one on gum disease the other day. Ooh, I would like to meet the writer of the gum disease pamphlet. Hey, quick question. Why did you have the Founding Fathers played by African Americans, Latinos, and Asians? Now, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. After all, I was against slavery myself. Just never really did anything about it, honestly. It wasn't in my best interest at the time. Well, here's the thing. It's the story about America then, told by America now. Plus, rap was born of color. It is really African Americans and Latinos that brought it to the forefront of culture. And with limited roles in Broadway for minorities, it was really a win for everyone. I was still white. Yep. Just saying. When I was young, I dreamed of glory. You live, I died, and I thank you for telling my story. Well, then let us raise a glass to freedom. To freedom! To oppression! (laughs) Oh, Oh, King King George! (laughs) Rise up! (laughs) And that's Hamilton. Good job, everybody. I feel as though I should have opened that second bottle before we started. <laughs> I was surprised it wasn't open. I was trying to be responsible. <laughs> Remember, we had to save my husband, apparently, so. Yes, that was why I was trying to be responsible. <laughs> if he wanted it, he could have came. I told him he couldn't, so. for us. Oh, well. Right now, Daniel, I'm, when you listen to this, you could have came. <laughs> I'm thinking there's going to be the somewhat edited version that we always do. And there might be, just for Patreon subscribers, the unedited version. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> what did I miss? <laughs> but let's do our fishbowl facts. Fishbowl facts. This is some oh. extra things on Hamilton that we pull out of a fishbowl. Forget about those. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm surprised. You this is a tradition that. that goes way, way back in Podcast 42 history. Yes, I remember shopping for a fishbowl. <laughs> it's so hard to go to a PetSmart. It is. Especially when you have pets that require you to go every week. So if it's typed all in capitals, am no, I supposed to No, it's not shouting. It? Yes, <laughs> please. Please, will you yell it? Mine is all in capitals oh, also. Mine is also all in yeah. That was yeah. just lazy cop and pa- cop, copying and pasting. Cop and paste. Cop Who's and going paste. first? Am I going first? Sure. Yes. Go ahead, Lynn. When celebrities come backstage, they sign a life-size cutout of Hamilton. Good job spiking the mic. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) The original version of my shot had an extra verse for Hercules Mulligan. Bruh, bruh. (laughs) Come again. (laughs) The Broadway production. Mine's not all in caps. The Broadway production consisted of an entirely different company except for David Diggs as Thomas Jefferson Marquis de Lafayette and Christopher Jackson as George Washington. There's like a lot of words Do you want to read this one? No, that one's really long too. It took Miranda a year to write the first song and another year to write the second song. Do you want mine, King George? Yes. (laughs) My turn again? Yes. Oh, good. At first, Miranda couldn't decide if he wanted to play Hamilton or Burr. Sir. 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 I nailed my sirs. (laughs) You did. 
You'll Be Back is quite different from the rest of the show's numbers. It's a throwback to a 60s Beatles tune. Jonathan Groff, who plays King George, told Vogue, and it's a breakup song between America and England, which is fabulous. <laughs> He's like, you're leaving me? Oh, really? Well, good luck with that. It's like Hamilton's version of Yesterday. <laughs> So mine's partly in all caps and partly not in all caps. Okay, well, you better read it accordingly. (sighs) The songs sample rap music and reference rap songs as well as other musicals, such as My Shot Has Elements (laughs) of Mob Deep's Shook Ones Part 2, and an homage to notorious B.I.G.'s going back to Cali. The song Ten Dual Commandments samples B.I.G.'s Ten Crack Commandments, etc. Sorry, going back to Cali just popped in my head. Going back to Cali. Initially, Washington's death was in the show, but Miranda cut it. Hamilton sung. Hamilton is sung and rapped from start to finish, but it isn't. It wasn't always that way. It's so much easier when I yell this. <laughs> <laughs> so Hamilton is sung and rapped from start to finish, but it wasn't always that easy. There is a version of Act One that was written by a playwright. All the music was still the same, though. You may think it's easier to yell this, but the guy who just wrecked his car because the fishbowl facts were screamed at him is not happy with you guys right now. Not happy. Good luck. That's one less download we get. That's no, he's already downloaded it. We're fine. We're That's fine. true. That's already downloaded. It's there. Da 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 da. Anybody need more wine? This is good wine. Good I'll luck. take a little more before we only give Daniel a. a Two ounces. In all fairness, he he didn't get this one. He got because I got the last two bottles at Total Wine of this one, but he bought the George Washington Zinfandel. Okay. Oh well, wouldn't it taste the same? No. Wait, 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 wait. He bought the George Washington Infidel. Yes. (laughs) That's weird. All right. Well, let's go to your comments. See what you thought. We asked Facebook and Twitter people. What are your thoughts on Hamilton, the musical? This is all from Facebook. Shelly, love the play. I saw it before hearing the soundtrack, but once my daughter heard the soundtrack, it played nonstop. Sounds like my house, Shelly. Nonstop. It has her more interested in the founding of our nation than any class uh, at school, and she has even Googled questions about American history. It's actually really kind of cool. That is cool. Jocelyn has too, actually. Yeah, I think it's helped a lot. I know there's some people who put it down because of that exactly historically accurate but like was said in the script i mean do you want a nine hour boring play or do you want something that's entertaining that's gonna maybe get you interested in more down the road our friend gary winograd (laughs) is that how you say his name yeah yeah great half hour of you laura sabrina talking and then jl jl coming halfway through saying what did i miss what did i miss course gary has access to the google docs so not that he knows how to use internet technologies but gary's still using dial up (laughs) (laughs) thanks for blowing the script apart gary also it's like three quarters of the way in yeah well we had to switch it up hold on nicole how do you feel about this (laughs) (laughs) well when i was starting (laughs) tim said The London show is amazing um, and highly recommend it. Just wa- just wish I could watch it anytime on video. Well, I'm sure there's a movie version coming. Do you know when Broadway shows actually make it to video? Um, you can catch a lot of it on YouTube, just not all. Okay, but together. when it's officially released, it will never be officially released on a recording until it is no longer on Broadway. Oh. And the more you know. How do you know this? 
Because um, I worked at a music slash video store. Oh, and, and that was in the that, employee handbook? Well, no. Somebody came in looking for a play, and I actually had to call corporate who informed me of this information. Oh, interesting. That's yes. really cool. So you will never be able to purchase a legit copy of a Broadway show until it is officially off Broadway. What's the channel that puts all the Broadway productions on live? PBS. No. No, Broadway HD? No, it's like ABC or CBS. One of them does it. Oh, like the CBS. Oh, the Music Live. CBS I think it's CBS. Fox, I think, are doing it. Or is Fox. it NBC? Yeah, no, it's Fox. Don't they like alternate each season or whatever like that? Yeah. They do I, a bunch of them. I think Fox did Rocky Horror. Yeah. Well, they announced that they're going to do Hamilton and they're going to have <laughs> Christopher Walken as the lead. Oh, really? It's yes. Hamilton? Yeah. I can't wait. Christopher Walken as Hamilton. Um, that would be great. I would like to see be... him rap my shot. I want Danny my DeVito shot. as Aaron Burr. Sir. 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 I'm not giving away my shot. Hey, Christopher Walken doing the part of Hamilton. <laughs> <laughs> um, Thank you, sir. My name is Alexander Hamilton. Suzanne says, two months ago, my daughter played the soundtrack for me on a road trip we were on. I went home and started playing it in my office. Then for my birthday, my daughter got us tickets. I'd never been so excited, and I was not disappointed. The passion was intense, and their energy flowed from the stage into the audience. Everyone should experience this. Yeah, Chris, maybe you should think about going to see Hamilton. I would love to go see Hamilton. Me too. I've never seen it. (laughs) You've seen it 17 times. I've only seen it four times. And you never oh. took me. If it's any consolation, your wife never took I you know. either. <laughs> Everyone leaves me at home. Yeah. I watched three parts of it on YouTube. Somebody has to watch The Bearded Dragons. Julie says, hands down, the best show I've ever seen. Julie's kind of wordy. Has she ever <laughs> seen any other shows? <laughs> Why, you didn't think it was the best show you ever saw? I mean, I thought it was a great show. I would go see it again, but I mean... I was, I'm okay if I don't ever see it again as well. And there's your glowing review for Hamilton. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Laura. You're welcome. I don't have to see it four times like JL did. I've seen it three times. Have you? I have. Once in New York and twice in Orlando. Uh, we're thinking about maybe going to Chicago to see it. I don't know. Better hurry. It's got a two-year run. It's almost up. Yeah, it's almost yeah. over. Uh, has it been two years already? Yeah, uh, yeah, because I've seen it there three times, and the first time I saw it, it, it wasn't the start of the run. It was still technically a practice run. Mm. All right, we're going tomorrow. And we won't talk about how much the tickets were. <laughs> <laughs> Tina says, the Would show gave my fiancé and I goosebumps. It was so awesome. We are both history teachers and absolutely loved it. They're $79 now, JL. Yeah, I know. Okay. That's what I, I paid less than that last time I went. My problem is, is finding airfare for... Chicago. What did she say? I'm sorry. Oh, Tina. don't worry about Tina. She's. I want to know what Tina said. Tina, I paid attention to okay. you. What did Tina you say? You and your fiance. The only Sabrina knows. I want to know. Mm-hmm. I can yep. read it on Facebook. You can. Read it on, you can. on our uh, podcast 42 official Facebook page. Right. I'm going there now. <laughs> Diane so, says, I've been obsessed with the soundtrack and the story since I decided to give it a listen a couple of years ago. I was so fortunate to see it in Houston in May. Thanks to some wonderful friends and their kindness. You discover new layers of the genius every time you listen to each song. I will say that's true because I hated Act 2 for a long time, but it's grown on me since then. Yeah. One of my favorite songs is actually in Act 2. Which, which one is that? Uh, it's Quiet Uptown. Oh, that song makes me cry. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm 
in the microphone now. That song makes me cry no matter how many times I listen to it. Yes. I was crying in the car the other day in the Chipotle parking lot. What song is this? It's Quiet Ten Uptown. Quiet. No, it's Quiet Uptown. <laughs> that one makes you cry? It does. It does. It's so Every time sad. I get to number seven. <laughs> <laughs> What's that one about? Not the Ten Dual Commandments. It, it makes you cry. Um, pretty much Hamilton's life after Philip Spoiler was killed. And uh, <laughs> who's Philip <Yeah>. Spoiler? <laughs> Spoiler alert: His son Philip. Yeah. Um, if oh, you didn't okay. know anything about oh, history, you didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> I did that just for you, Jail. Thank you. Um, if you didn't know anything about history, his son was shot and killed, and it's it's pretty much the the telling of him and Eliza's life. Yeah. After that. Yeah, and how, yeah, it's the, uh, they move uptown. Um, he kind of removes himself from politics a little bit. Mm. And um, it's her, like, she's able to kind of forgive him by the end of the song a little bit. Well, also because, you know, on. he cheated on her. Yes. There was a what? So, not only did he do <laughs> oh, that. You didn't know? You didn't know? Oh, no, I knew that. Uh, I knew that. He That's because Peggy on becomes her. her at the second act. <laughs> Which is why... She's not on a garbage barge after all. Um, <laughs> his son was defending his dad's honor and had the duel in the first place. So really, Alexander ruined his wife's life. But she forgave him for some why reason. Why, we don't know. Nobody knows for sure. Yeah. Why don't we know? Because she burns all the letters. Yes. Mm, but then she puts herself back in the narrative, so it's okay. Well, now no well, one has to go see the play. Yeah, I yeah, they do. <laughs> Their versions of the songs are way better than what we did. No, 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 that's not how it's written. This time. Wait a minute. Work, work. <laughs> Cover girl. Eliza. And Peggy. All right, real quick. Last one from Facebook. We'll no, we're see. still on that. Oh. <laughs> yep. I was never as interested in American history as I am right now. After hearing the amazing music, then seeing the musical twice so far. This show is so powerful that it doesn't need Lin-Manuel Miranda and Leslie Odom Jr., though I'd give anything to see that to make it come alive. Well, she could have gone to Puerto Rico to see Lin-Manuel in it. Only at certain shows. Well, she still could have gone to Puerto Rico to see Lin-Manuel in it. Or just wait for the CBS version with Christopher Walken. But was David Diggs (laughs) playing Lafayette and Jefferson? Probably not. Then I'm not there. You can see it on YouTube. You can. That's a true story. All right. Phone calls. Call number one. Pseudo to shake. Um, I got a call uh, from research site. Andrea, uh, please call me back at the number 4623. Thank you. Bye. Are you going to beep that out? <laughs> yeah, I always beep out the numbers. <laughs> Maybe you should call her back and let her know she has the wrong number. Oh, I love the wrong numbers. You're the best. <laughs> The wrong numbers are so, so awesome. So she needs some research psych help, apparently. And um, she doesn't really know how to talk, but she can say her phone number super fast. That's true. Yes. She can. I'm on it. <laughs> All right. da, 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 da. Call number two. My name is Alexander Bruder. Alexander Bruder. I like Gravity beard, just you wait, just you wait. Well, 
Well, he didn't say he hated us. (laughs) (laughs) That's a plus. We're getting somewhere. Yeah, but just you wait. <laughs> just you wait. <laughs> just you wait. That's what I'm afraid of. I, I can see him standing outside the podcast window. Like John oh, Cusack can say anything. Hold it the jukebox. Yes. Just you wait. No, you know what I totally saw him as was in his overalls and an Edgar suit. <laughs> oh, that's a good one, too. Yeah, I can totally see him out there in his Edgar suit. Can he still suit. hold the jukebox like John yeah, Cusack? that's fine, but he's got to be in overalls and his Edgar suit. No, we never meld pop culture, ever. So ever. No. It's got to be one or the other. Yeah. No, it's yeah. both. <laughs> Did you know it's Rex Manning Day? What does that mean? No, it's not really, but I was trying to no, mix it's a... not. <laughs> That already happened this yes, month. It did. <laughs> what does that mean? You've never seen Empire Records? No. Mm. You see Empire Records. Wait, is that the one with Jack Black and John Cusack? No, no. that's High Fidelity. Oh, okay. I've seen no. High Fidelity. No, is Empire it? Records is with Liv Tyler and uh, Renee Zellweger and... John Cusack? Bunch of other people. No John yeah. Cusack. Oh, I'm not going to watch it then. But it's about a record store closing. Does it have Nicolas Cage oh, in Oh, wait. It? I've worked at one yes. of those. I'll watch it. Maybe was I should it, watch it. Maybe. Yes. Was it an and the FYI? best part is that they get like this like no, guy to come Goody. in oh. to do autographs, and they're like, "It's Rex Manning Day." Yeah, that's actually kind of how the film starts, more or less. Yeah, it's the Rex only, Manning Day. The it's only Rex day Manning I know day. about is Guy Fox Day. Guy Fox Day. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's um. You never see V for Vendetta. Actually, it's yeah. SpongeBob. <laughs> no, it's from V from Vendetta. Um, but SpongeBob. He uh, wanted. He blew up Parliament. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what's the quote? The first of May. I don't remember. I don't remember either. I don't know. But the more I drink of this Federalist wine, the redder Hamilton's cheeks get. <laughs> no, that's just your reflection. <laughs> well, then why? <laughs> Sabrina, it looks like you have a like complexion. You're not like just like as bright as the on-air sign. Guess what? That's a great segue because now let's rate the wine. JLB Cooler. It's cooler than you think. It's cooler than you think. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> Since you started off with the red cheeks, what do you think? I. I How do we do the rating? Oh, do the rating? Well, normally it's a one to six. I think we're following suit on this one just yes. to keep it. Uh, Less confusing for in everybody. In all technicality, That's you can good. get four glasses of wine out of a bottle, but I like one to six more. One to six, because I yeah. think everyone understands it, except for that single guy in Kissimmee. That's right. Uh, so one to six, it's because there's generally a six-pack of Oh, beer. I'm sorry. Hold on one second. It's Leif Erikson Day in SpongeBob. Oh. Right. Leif Erikson. Yes. Leif Erikson. Sorry. Leif Erikson Day is in SpongeBob. Guy Fox Day is in V for Vendetta. Yes, we all knew that. I will figure it out one day. I just like SpongeBob. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they do look red. See, it's okay. So it's not just me. Do you see this one? No, this nobody cheeks. can see this. We're audio. No, she's asking look you personally. <laughs> you personally, Christopher. Uh, yes. Do you? <laughs> yes. <see it>? But <laughs> apparently. No, I don't see any redness. Listen, radio world, podcast world. Uh, it's apparently because JL spilt wine down the, bo- the oh, side of the okay, bottle. Okay, okay. So it literally it dripped, is red. It dripped. It literally is. It was a dribbler. But I just thought it was because I'd had like three glasses. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. This is really good though. It is really good. So okay, so one to six, uh, because normally six beers come in a six pack. So we rate it out of how many you can drink. Yes. And um, whether I'm, you can really drink it or not. Yes. Yeah, that has nothing to do with it. Fair enough. Okay. Um, I I would give it a six. It's really it's really good. 
Um, you don't get that normal aftertaste that you get for some red wines. Um, it's got a nice smooth finish, probably because of the uh, bourbon barrels. So what you're telling <laughs> me is the red, red wine make you feel so fine to keep you rocking all, all of, of the, the time. time. Red, red, red wine. wine. Yes. I can't believe it took us this long to do a red, red wine joke. <laughs> I'll go next. Okay. I'm also giving this a six. I would never get a, Zinf- a Zinfandel, ever. I would never order that. I would never pick it up in the store. But uh, it's got a nice, smoky, but it's not overpowering taste to it. Uh, for my beers, I don't like them to finish long. Wines, I don't mind finishing long. Um, but it does finish uh, pretty crisp. Great smell. Um, yeah, six all around. Perfect. It's got good legs. It's got legs. She knows how to use them. All right, Laura. Well, I don't want to be like everybody else. I think it sucked. <laughs> Seriously? Sure. Such a liar. Because I already haven't had two <laughs> glasses of it. So Interesting take. I just, I want to not be the same as everybody else. Lame. So give it a five. No, I'm going to give it a six. Um, I think. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh. It could be the 18 pints of Sam Adams I'm up to now. I don't know for sure, but no, I'm going to give it a six. I think it finished really nicely. Um, I can actually drink it without needing a fruit or cheese to go with it, which for me, that's how I judge my wine because... For me to drink wine, I usually have to have food. And okay. this one, I didn't. So I think I will definitely give it a six. Do a podcast with your wife, they said. It'll be fun. <laughs> oh, I'm back on the couch tonight. That's okay. It's I'm calling Bruder. <laughs> All right, Beer Master, what do you think? You know, I have to agree with you. I would never buy a Zinfandel ever in the store. Like, just looking at it, be like, I'm not going near that section. Yeah. I was going to say, in all fairness, you questioned my decision when I purchased No, 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 no. no. I questioned until I read the bourbon barrel. Yeah. And that's when I said, I'm really interested. Yeah. Yeah, you put it in a bourbon barrel for me, it's going to pique my interest. Really? Because you hated the bourbon we had on the show not too long ago. Yeah, but there's ago. something about the barrel. <laughs> we liked it. Hell yeah. <laughs> it's the flavor you get you from the barrel. The bottle, yeah, it depends on the wood that they use for the left. barrel. Like if it's a, like the oaky whatever taste you get from the barrel always seems to help it out. I want to yeah. eat my golden grams out of a bourbon barrel. Ooh. Mm, bourbon barrel. Golden grams. <laughs> <laughs> why don't we just make we a house out of a bourbon barrel? That'd be awesome. That's why I really want them. <laughs> But I have to agree with everybody. This is really smooth. Great flavor. Okay. It's a six. How do you rate the uh, label? Um, label's it's okay. Alexander it's, Hamilton. It's it's a four. Alexander Hamilton. He's on a bottle of Zinfandel. This is almost that you as can smooth. get a million times after this. This Just is almost as wait. smooth as King George going. Just da, da, wait. Da, da, da. <laughs> Everyone, you're on your own. 
Yeah, let's pay some bills. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm not good with this. I need to drink before I pay bills. <laughs> Do it as Jefferson. Yeah. <laughs> so, what did I miss? Let's talk about Seat Giant. Do you like tickets to things? Things like sports ball or Broadway shows? Shows like Thomas Jefferson in Hamilton in Chicago. <laughs> well... Wait, Thomas Jefferson was in Chicago? Yes. yes. Oh. Because he's the real star of the show. <laughs> he spends half of it in Monticello, and the rest he takes over the show. Well, Seat Giant has the best tickets to the best things at the best prices. But wait, there's more. Seat Giant also has great customer service, and if you act now... You can use the code PODCAST42. That's right. One word. That's PODCAST42 for two numerically at the checkout to save even more money on already great deals. So before you ask yourself, what did I miss? And figure out that you need to get good seats, just visit SeatGiant.com in the U.S. or SeatGiant.ca if you are from Canada. Thank you, sir. (laughs) Yes, sir. (laughs) But there's more. Yes, there's more. Hamilton would have loved the idea of PodCoin. It's an economic system. Its economic system would have made sense to him. PodCoin literally pays you to listen to podcasts. Here's how it works. You listen to podcasts and hear PodCoin while you're listening. Then you turn that PodCoin in for gift cards at places like Amazon or Starbucks. Or you could even donate that PodCoin to charity. The more you listen, the more you earn. Download the app on iPhone or Android, and I have a special code for you. Simply use our code PODCAST42, one word with the numbers 42, and you'll get 300 PodCoin just for signing up. And if you listen to us enough on there, you can get a cappuccino at Starbucks or an Amazon gift card on us. So go ahead and go listen to this podcast or virtually any podcast on PodCoin and sign up with code podcast 42. Sabrina has earned 17 cappuccinos. It's and she true. has shared none of them with us. None of them. All I wanted was one macchiato. But you know what you could share with us, Sabrina? Where to find us. Where to find us? What a great idea. Oh, wait a minute. You know what you could share with us, King George? <laughs> <laughs> You're on your own. Oh, you bastard. <laughs> So, Podcast 42, you can find us on Facebook under the Facebook group, official Podcast 42 Facebook group, because I like saying Facebook twice. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You can also email us at podcast42show at gmail.com. That's podcast42 numerically, not alphanumerically, show at gmail.com. You can also find us, podcast42show at... Uh, .wordpress.com and you can also leave us a message on our phone phone number 813-708-9717 we appreciate phone messages I mean we love Bruder but we would also love your voice as well mm-hmm. um, and of course you can check us out on Patreon we've got some extra uh, material on there we've started a supplemental show in between our regular shows so you can check those out uh, they're free for the first four weeks, and then after that, you got to pay for them. So hurry up and get on there, and you can get it for free. Free. Uh, you can also find us on Spotify, Apple Music, TuneIn, Stitcher, Google Podcasts. All, um, all of those. We like if you listen to us on Spreaker because they pay us, but so does Spotify now. Mm-hmm. So go ahead and check us out on there. We like money. Um, 
So did Hamilton. So did Hamilton. That's right, because he was the Secretary of the Treasury. That's right. So go ahead and check us out. We're on the pod. Treasury or state? (laughs) Treasury or state? Yeah. Uh, we're on the Podfix Network, or as we like to call it, the Pod Pod Chris Network, because we have so many Chris's, it's fantastic. You can't have too many Chris's. Yeah, you That's, can. Well, it gets confusing, especially when you explain it to a five-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> That's or, your life, explaining everything to a five-year-old. It really was, is. Well, only That's, for a year. Yes, and then you have to explain it to a six-year-old. Yeah, I know, which is just as equally confusing. But in all fairness, when they turn six, they start explaining things to you. Oh, no, no, no. He started explaining things to me at five, so I feel like he's advanced on that. (laughs) But trying to explain to him which Chris's house you're going to is always fun when you know so many people named Chris. I have that problem with Laura's, apparently. Really? Yeah. No, I'm the only Laura. I'm sorry. (laughs) They just don't know if it's Laura with the boys or Laura with the girl. (laughs) Um, I'm the only Laura. Once again, I'm going to state that. I don't I don't know what you missed the first time around. Um, little known fact, Laura with the Boys was my favorite 80s band. <laughs> That's what I tried to explain I remember to, them. to them. Yes. That was that Little House on the Prairie spinoff. Yes. <laughs> All right. That's it. I'm Christopher DeVos. I'm Sabrina Pierre. I'm J.L. Trose. And me, I'm the damn fool that shot him, shot him, shot him, shot him. <laughs> I practiced that line for three weeks. And I did it better. I was saying she nailed it in one take. <laughs> yeah, I think everyone nailed it better than me. But that's okay. Stay fresh, cheese bags. Wait a minute. Show's over? Show's over. What did I miss? <laughs> <laughs>
the fact that we did not yet have a name for our product. But we decided just to call it the Bartles and James wine cooler because my last name is Bartles and Ed's is James. If you don't like the name, please don't tell us because we've already printed up our labels. The folks down at the post office liked it a lot, so we went with it. Anyway, we'd appreciate it if you'd buy a few bottles and see if the label grows on you like it has on us. Please buy some, because frankly, from our point of view, there's no other wine cooler anywhere that's nearly as good at any price. It would also be a personal favor to Ed, because he took out that second on his house, and pretty soon he's got a big balloon payment coming up. We would certainly not suggest you purchase our new Bartles and James wine cooler if we weren't absolutely sure in our opinion that it is the very finest wine cooler that can be made. To prove this, we close our eyes and taste our competitors' products. And we always like ours a lot better than we like theirs. The Bartles and James wine cooler is a superior combination of premium white wine and fruit flavors and is a very refreshing beverage that can be enjoyed at any time. I'm glad Ed suggested I mention that. It would be a real shame if you had purchased a Bartles and James premium wine cooler without knowing what it was or what to do with it. Well, besides the premium white wine and special fruit flavors, there's Ed's secret ingredient, which is... Uh... Well, Ed's got a point. If I were to tell you, it wouldn't be a secret, would it? I'm sorry about that. You know, I had almost forgotten the 4th of July was coming up, which would have been embarrassing, as that is Ed's sister's nephew, Oscar's birthday. So every year, just about everybody takes off work and has a picnic or fireworks in legally approved areas. So you should stock up on Bartles and James premium wine coolers as they are perfect to celebrate birthdays like this. And we would like to fly over your house and write thanks from me and Ed in the sky. So watch your sky on Memorial Day. And if that isn't what it says, then it is probably not our airplane. Ed suggested I remind you about Labor Day coming up, as some of you may have forgotten to buy your presents. To be honest, I haven't even bought mine yet. I guess it's just human nature to wait till the last minute. If you can't think of what to get somebody, give them a case of Bartles and James premium wine coolers. With all the wine coolers out on the market, we are always being asked which one we think is of the highest quality and tastes the best. Well, to be sure of being completely honest and unbiased, Ed and I placed each of our answers separately in an envelope. Ed's answer is the Bartles and James premium wine cooler. That is funny, so is mine. With winter setting in, some people are worried about drinking a wine cooler when they are a whole lot cooler than they'd like to be already. So Ed got himself a cooler warmer and has developed a warmer cooler. It is not only the best cooler cooled, but also the perfect cooler for those who prefer a cooler warmer. And so with all the cooler names, we're glad you've remembered Bartles and James. For your continued support, we give our thanks. Have a real nice holiday. Signed, Ed and Frank. I hope this is not too sentimental. Ed tends to choke up a lot at Christmas. Anyway, enjoy the holidays, and we will see you soon.